so um, I went to a, a Teso service last night. Ah, très bon. <laughs> and uh, and did you speak in an outrageous French accent? <laughs> of course, because I think that's what you're supposed to do. I believe you know, so. Oh, oh Lord, hear my prayer. <laughs> oh Lord, hear my prayer. When I call, answer me. Answer me. Answer moi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to... <laughs> oh, should I carry on with the French accent? Welcome, everyone, uh, to episode 241 of your little uh, mid-faith crisis podcast. <laughs> I can't keep that going. <laughs> no. <laughs> My name is Nick Page, and there is Joe Davis. Je m'appelle Hello. Joe. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Hello. How are you, mate? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, not bad. Um... Yeah, it was good actually. It was very good. Oh, a little wow. service in a in a very very old church, oh. nine hundred year old church, just on the road. Was so, it damp? No, it wasn't damp. Okay. Although a lot of places are damp around here, but it wasn't damp. It was it was lovely. Nice. Anyway, talk about that later. I might do. Might do. Yeah. Might not. That's yeah. what I feel at the moment. That's how, that's how I hang. Well, I like it. And speaking of later, mm. we might just play the song of the Chiff Chef later. I mean, who can say? Depends how you feel. Ah, now this, yes. So last week's lyrics, yes. uh, the song of the Chiff Chaff, have in fact been set to music. So we're going to, we might end with that. Yeah, the fabulous, the fabulous Tim sent in a song. Yeah, so that was great. So we are actually turning into Hillsong because we're, <laughs> you know, just writing worship song lyrics. Yeah, you know. yeah, exactly, exactly. Maybe get, get some merchandise done. Great. I don't know. I can't wait for the money. <laughs> Indeed. Anyway, how are you? Yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm okay. So I had a retreat. I, I won't talk about that now because I think that's what we're going to devote later to. Um, so that was really good being around Rye Harbour Nature Reserve and that. I watched a couple of things I thought I'd mention. Um, the sum of it all, the Ed Sheeran program. It's on Disney, can you believe, of all things. Um, but um, I found it really, really good. Yeah, it's, it's well worth it. It's four episodes of an hour long. It just tells a story of last year for him, really, which is, turns out to be a pretty horrific year for him, one way or another. I won't, no spoilers. Um, but yeah, it's good. I mean, my only caveat to that is, you know, there's a, there's a couple of points where he talks about, you know, he works hard and there's no doubt he does work extremely hard. But I always get a bit resistant about if you just try hard enough and really believe and, man, you, you know, you can reach your dreams. And I know there is some truth to that saying, but those people that make it do tend to write books and do podcasts and, you know, interviews and all that sort of thing. Whereas the cynic in me says for every Rob Bell or Chris Evans or rich person or sports person who's really made it and they had a dream when they were kid and then they worked hard all their life and they dreamed and they got there there are 9999 other people who didn't and so haven't written the book mm. and or, or maybe killed themselves trying you know and so there's a little part of me that's a little bit resistant to that kind of just go for, anyone can do this if you believe hard enough and dream hard enough and work hard enough i i'm not sure that's true personally I think it's a load of. <laughs> well, 
I I hear it all the time. You know, yeah. it's kind of like if you dream it, you can do it. On a very logical yeah. basis, that's not true, is it? You know, I, 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 no matter how many times I dream about being able to fly, I, I cannot fly unaided. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's not how it works. So, you know, I think, I, I think it's one of those motivational things that actually doesn't yeah. really hold up to scrutiny. I think, um, you know, there's a lot more involved than just, um, you know, following your dreams, which is not to say you shouldn't. No, you, know, you no. have a kind of passion and an idea. Absolutely, do, but that is not enough on its own. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Mm. Good. Well, that's interesting. Oh, and one other thing. I, I I attended a webinar. Have you come across um a priest called Gerald Robinson Brown? Uh not sure what no. stable he comes out. Anyway, he he did a really great webinar called The Wretched of the Church, Dominance and Submission. He was talking about how the church has uh, treated, well, a gay people and black people and and just talked about it. and and what was really I mean it was a fascinating and really really good webinar put on by um Churches Together in Britain and Ireland and hosted by Stephen Cottrell, Bishop, I think Stephen Cottrell, isn't he? Um, really interesting. But he saw the imagery of the coronation, interestingly, which he talked about quite, quite differently in terms of the church's relationship to power. And he would have very strong views on how the, ch- you know, ecclesial terrorism was a, a phrase I heard at one point, but how, how the church... Uh, has not embraced the Jesus way of exercising power or indeed not exercising power. Um, so, yeah, a fascinating, fascinating interview. I think if anyone's interested in that, they can they could probably watch it on the uh, Churches Together in Britain and Ireland website. C-T-B-I or whatever that is. Yeah, good. Worth a look. OK, I'll try and put a link up. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Anyway, how are you? What's going on? Uh, yeah, yeah, not bad, really. Uh, as I said, we went to a nice Teso service last night. It was nice. And yesterday I had a quiet day, which, again, yeah. as you say, we're going to talk about. Uh, talk about yeah. retre- we thought we'd talk about retreats um, today. Uh, I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy last week, which I enjoyed a lot. It was good, wasn't yeah, it? It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was good. It's good fun. And uh, I think a really, really good trilogy, actually. Yeah. The whole th- three films worked together really well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's nice. Um, what else? Oh, I went to see my daughter in her covers band play on Sunday. That was and, nice. And by daughter, do you mean my fabulous goddaughter? I do mean that very same person. And and she uh, she played uh, Saint Belinda of Carlisle's uh, mystical epic. Oh, great! Uh, Heaven is a place on earth. They sang that. <laughs> they did. It is beautiful because you sent me a clip. Thank you for that. I loved it. So, so that's nice. She's clip. got a great voice, hasn't she? I mean, she really does have a great voice. Yeah, yeah, she takes after her father. I've got a fine soprano. Really. <laughs> that must be it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where it comes from. Uh, anyway, so that was that was us. So we should get on, I think. Um, what have we got in the way of feedback this week? Well, uh, first of all, from Terry, he says, Hi, Joe. Greetings from Oz. Uh, he says, first, thanks to you and Nick for bringing some sanity and occasional insanity into Christian discussion. I know it's a bit late, but I'm still uh, mulling over your thoughts on hell. One comment in particular has stuck in my brain. It is the theory that hell is the absence of God. As he pointed out, there is nowhere where God is absent. But what if it is the exact opposite? Hell and heaven are the same place 
is there a better term uh, they are the intense presence of god as we cannot see him sorry in his in this life then heaven or hell depends on how we react to that presence surely over time most if not all of humanity will react positively he says i'm sure somebody's come up with this in the past 2000 years but i'd be interested to hear what you think terry so heaven and hell being in the same place is the presence of god there and and heaven or hell depends on how you react to that presence i think that's what he's getting at yeah that's an interesting idea i think that is the basis of um you know a lot of sort of universalist thinking is that mm. yeah, yeah it's all about how you react yeah. to to god and you are given the the opportunity to do that um i don't know who knows who mm. knows, really? No, but it's good That's thought. Interesting idea. Yeah, mm. thanks, Terry. And then Liz wrote and said, Dear Joe, having only just listened to the very helpful podcast on the topic of heaven, I wanted to add my tuppence worth. I broadly subscribe to the orthodox view that Nick had described, which in some way leaves more questions than answers, of course. Uh, but one thing I'm sure about came to me at my husband's granny's funeral a decade ago. She was a dedicated and talented piano player, and I couldn't help thinking that there would have to be piano pianos in heaven for her to play but then i realized that there might not be pianos but if not there would be something even better it's not scriptural but i find myself returning to this idea when i ponder heaven there may not be x in heaven but there will be something even better even if i don't know exactly what it is she says thanks for all the good work you continue to do on the podcast blah 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 all the best liz yeah i love that i think I, I, what i didn't say last week mm. or was it last week Oh, it remember. might have been. It might have been a couple. Heaven. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. To be fair. Anyway, yeah, I, time flies, doesn't it? When you're having fun. Um, well, at least so I'm told. I don't know if I've ever had fun. But anyway, oh, um, <laughs> it's not true. Um, so, uh, I th- one of my favourite depictions of um, resurrection, the new earth, as it were, is uh, Stanley Spencer's picture, resurrection at Cookham Dean. Which right. is just wonderful, which shows the church at Cookham D where he lived, all the people coming up out of their graves, a wonderfully fat Jesus. It's 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 mm. all great. And in the background there's a sort of pleasure boat on the Thames and somebody is playing the piano. Oh, there you go. You know, they've got an upright piano and then they're having a sing song. <laughs> and I think that's just wonderful. So yeah, I I I, I love that. It, it it's it's the image of this great party, you know, that's going on. I think that's 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 fantastic. Is that the the painting i heard you talk about once to the renovari crowd in the tate yeah yeah oh probably. excellent yeah, yes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. no it's yeah. very good you're very passionate about it that was good okay right moving on tim says hi hmm. joe nick you wanted brief oh bless you tim joe Amen on the coronation and church. I'm happy with the coronation, but the clerical robes, hats, snooker cues, gold everything and board faces need to go. Go Penny. Still <laughs> loving MFC. Well, this is, that's how you do an email, isn't it? <laughs> that's excellent. It's Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Great to hear from you. Yeah. Yeah. I've been thinking about this because mm. I know there's been a lot of talk about the sort of the ancient nature of it and the sort of mystical mm. mumbo jumbo and the symbols and all this kind of stuff. In the words of Saint Joni of Mitchell, mm. ain't it always been the case you don't know what you've got till it's gone? No. I would be very wary of scrapping all that kind of stuff because I think in the end you you take a lot of the mystery out of it or the lot of the attractiveness is the strangeness. Mm. You know, I mean, can you imagine who's going to rewrite it? Who were they, who are they going to get to rewrite it? Yeah. I don't know. You know, a civil servant. Yeah. Um. You yeah. know, somebody writes EastEnders. I don't know what. Who Who else is going to do it? 
And what are they going to come up with? I think modernising stuff, I can understand why you do it, but I think sometimes it just makes it banal and, and you know, I, I, that's just my point of view. I, I don't know what symbols would be better. It might be nice to introduce some new symbols, and I'm sure the next combination things would be done differently. But yeah, I don't know. I, I For me, it's about your historic roots and with all the good and the bad, that's part of that really yeah but you don't agree with that do you you'd like to see sort of less robes and fewer snooker cues or possibly proper snooker cues rather than sort of fake ones yes know. at least proper snooker I, and and in fact a game of snooker uh, would be very entertaining <laughs> uh why not um, <laughs> i don't yeah i mean yeah i mean there's a there is a certain comfort in ritual and it, and, and i see the value of tying stuff into history Honestly, I, I I would leave it behind though, because I'd I'd rather find things that are of more value and more relevant and more appropriate. Mm. There's something about the sort of golden stuff and everything that I find a little bit obscene and and yeah, and I think, you know, having listened to this lecture now, I'm quite fired up about it really, but the church's relationship to power and how it has baptized, you know, really awful things in empire that, you know, we we, we, I don't want to go woke about it, but you know, we probably need to be apologised for it. I mean, we, you know, I think we rightly feel a certain sense of shame that some of the things have been done in the name of the British Empire uh, to brothers and sisters all over the world. So, you know, stuff that just reminds us of that needs to be done pretty carefully. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I can see all that. I, I don't know. I, I think it would take. I, I like the idea of a snooker game. I think that would be great. Actually, I think if the if the king or yeah. whoever you know William next time he yeah. woke up and he if he walked up the aisle and he broke, you know, he, he sort of did a break at the beginning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just that's part of what you have to do is to symbolise a new start. <laughs> and at least it would be a useful those snooker cues. So yeah, yeah indeed, that would be great. Okay. Well, thank you for that. Anyway, Tim, thank you for keeping it brief. Yeah, we appreciate that. Many thanks to Phil who wrote in. He said uh, he, he sent in an AI poem that he'd written about St. Baldred, who is, of course, the patron saint of this podcast and of mm. Midfaith Crisis generally. Um, so thanks for that. Uh, absolutely excellent, Phil. And also thanks to all those who wrote in with feedback, like Rebecca, who talked about heaven and how it, how it must have mountains and bird songs. She cannot conceive. So it's a bit like that other email. You cannot conceive of a place... Uh, you know, not having uh, mountains and birdsong. And Christine, who was so moved by the coronation, this was really interesting. It spoke to her of grace. She said how she, it really struck her how Charles had done nothing other than being born. <laughs> to, that, that's what he did uh, to inherit this royal status. And she saw a direct sort of correlation between that and, you know, our status in God, a, a royal mm, priesthood yeah. and how God clothes us with you know that stuff um uh, ephesians stuff very good um thank you for that and and also mick mick rain with some great thoughts from song of songs uh nothing to do with podcasts we've done so far but talking about how embarrassed we are as a church to talk about the relationship between men and women he also uh, uh speculated at the end that our wives have probably taught us more about god's love than anyone else and probably worthy of more acknowledgement on this podcast don't know how you feel about that um no <laughs> that I agree. Uh, so, well, I mean, she she doesn't listen, so uh, yeah, there would be it would be a waste of breath for me. To be honest. But of of course, I owe her so much. Of course, I do. Of course you do. Uh, okay, so shall we move on to retreats? Uh, mm. 
Right, I'm off. Bye. Okay, good. So I thought it'd be good to talk about this because coincidentally, and it wasn't planned, was it? We both had retreats. I went away for Mm. a couple of days. You had a day away. I found it extremely helpful. How about you? Yes, yes. Very, very necessary. Yeah, absolutely. So I thought it'd be useful to talk about it, to 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 dive down to exactly what you did on it. And, and you know, mm. I don't want to be patronising to people because, you know, it's so simple in some ways. But I really think we need to be reminded of just the value of taking time out to think about ourselves, our lives. Um, if you want an expression, our relationship with God, if you still use that expression. But, you know, I think I think there is so much value in it. So I thought it'd be really uh, good to do that so hmm. okay so first up where did you go for your retreat um i went to uh i went to a convent did you just up the road yeah i don't know why i find that funny but i do well, <laughs> i mean they they weren't expecting me to wear the funny net nun's outfit but i thought i wanted to blend in <laughs> so you went in fancy dress <laughs> i went i went in in uniform no um there's a convent up the road that offers quiet days okay and uh so i just i just went there um and uh, yeah and that's when i've done retreats those i tend to go to a retreat center or a, a, a convent mm. or some something like that because i that's how i mm. find my sense of place uh, working well but you you don't necessarily go to the, i mean i know you have mm. been to yeah, various yeah. places but but quite often you'll go you'll take yourself off to a nature reserve I always you? pretty much yeah mm. yeah i did and and here's the thing i went to rye uh, harbor nature reserve and as I pulled in at about eight o'clock in the morning, it started raining and it rained all day last Friday. Mm. <laughs> so there weren't much in the way of birds around anyway. But that, but, but that was the best day. Saturday was very sunny and it wasn't as good. So the, the day it rained and, you know, all my expectations of going and walking in the sun and seeing loads of birds, and those were all dashed. But it was still a, a fabulous uh, day. Um, mm. right out and because it was raining it means there was just no one around because what nutter would go to a bird reserve in the rain you know so <laughs> it was perfect that's that's what I wanted really Saturday was packed with people loads of people um, so so I think that's the first principle is go to mm. your sort of sacred place or go to a place where you you have a sense that uh, you may well encounter God yes um, yeah yeah and and uh uh, you know there's no right or wrong place it's it's about intentionality and it's about going to a place where you're going to kind of um do some processing and do some praying and basically seek to encounter um, mm. something of the divine and but that could be in any in any place claire did a um, day's retreat not long back where she went into oxford and she just went to lots of services you know starting around the one in the morning she went to all kinds of different churches just went to one after wow. another it was and it was really interesting for her you know and um so it was almost like a pilgrimage kind of retreat, going from mm. one church to another. I cannot think of anything worse, but that is great. How different we yeah. all are. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, so I think find the place. You know, I was yeah. going to say find your happy place, but uh, but you know what I mean. That's that. Yeah. Find your sacred place to start with. I think. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, why? Why was? Why is going on a retreat important? I mean, again, this is retreat one hundred and one basic question Hmm. why is that important um for you well i mean uh, for me it was it was vital uh, this time because i was completely burnt out 
in mm. if I'm honest. Yeah. And I was, yeah. a, it was, I was uh, quite, I was a bit broken really. So that was a sign that I had, I hadn't paid attention to it. I think it's important because it disconnects you, mm. and it gives you, a, a, it stops you basically. It's, a, it's a pause. That's what mm. it is. It's a pause in life to, to, to do something different, be somewhere different, think about something. Uh, differently to leave mm. other stuff behind and that uh, allows you a different perspective it allows you to connect in a new way and it brings mm. some surprising results i have yeah. to say i wasn't really looking forward to it because i didn't this time i didn't really want to be left alone with my thoughts okay if i'm honest right, yeah, that was no, a, yeah i was quite yeah. anxious about yeah, that yeah sure um but i think it it, it was, a, you know, it's a really good thing to do. And mm. it's something that habitually I have done in the past, but I've rather, rather sort of let let slip. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's about mm. it's about recalibration. It's just that stopping moment, I think, is really important. How about yeah. you? Yeah, it, yeah, really important. And I think also it's changed for me. So what I used to do is I, I used to think I'm going to go away and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to spend time with God. But But God is somehow out there somewhere. And so I need to go and sort of find God, you know, in this yes. kind of sacred, you know, naturey place. And now I don't think that anymore. I, I think that you know all the issues I'm facing, and we'll come on to the sort of detail of it. You know, you know the the things that concern me and worry about. I know what to do. I I think the deepest part because I'm so convicted by this thought that Christ is in me. I think I actually know what to do. I know the answers to my questions. All I've got to do is still myself long enough to get in touch with the deepest part of me and hear it. So so going on retreat isn't about going out to listen to God who's out there. It's going out to listen to God who is in here. It's stilling myself long enough to recognise the wisdom mm. with, within, really. So that, that's, that's, that's change that's happened. But that's, you know, that's what's so important to me. So shall we come on to what exactly we did? Because I'm really interested, because I don't know, because we haven't talked about this. What exactly do you do on retreat? Let's. I mean, you know, if you can, just give us a little timetable. You know, did did okay. you sit quietly with eyes closed? Were you writing? Were you journaling? What 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 did you do? Um, well, it, it depends on on where where I go and what I do, uh, and I suppose what's happening in yeah. my life. Really, generally, I do some journaling. I take a notebook with me. Yeah. Because I find that really useful to process things and to just, mm. you know, there's something in the art of writing that just it, it gives you kind of distance between the events mm. that are happening to you and and yourself. And you can sort of almost step back a little from them and mm. see um, some connections and some shapes. Um, I spent the day pretty much in silence. Uh, the where I went, they eat meals silently as well. Mm. So you you don't really, um, you know, talk to, to many people, and that's quite nice because you don't have to make small talk. Yeah, exactly. I quite like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I went to so I started off with the first hour in silence. Then I went as a ten o'clock um, Eucharist. So I went and had that, took that, and then I read. I did quite a lot of reading, and quite often I'll take a book with me to read and um quite often if you go to a retreat house you'll just your eye will be taken by some other book that's there mm. and that's exactly what happened because quite a lot of the, the mm. uh, uh, retreat centers have libraries or whatever and um and i just happened upon a different book entirely 
uh, which I may talk about some future day, and um, by an author who I met, who I've I've known of for years but never read, and so I actually read that, and that was uh, really powerful. Um, and then I prayed a bit, and I sat outside for a bit, and I slept, mm. which I think is very important spiritual um, act. I do, yeah, yeah. And so in terms of stuff I did, that was pretty much it, really. Mm. I, I, you said I prayed. Mm. Uh, again, don't want to be overly basic here, but what do you mean? How did you pray? What, what did that mm. look like? If I was looking at you, what would you be doing when you're praying and what's going on in your head? Well, to other people, it would look like dancing, obviously. <laughs> um, or, and and a particularly obscure kind of dancing uh, as, at that. Now, I, um, so I did two things. I also obviously read the Bible while I was there um, yeah. and I focused just on one psalm, on Psalm 4, okay. actually. And uh, what I, the way I prayed during the day was to take a verse out of that psalm and, um, and just use it as a prayer, to turn it into a, a said prayer. And that was what I was going to pray um, okay. for the day. And it was, about, it was about peace. It was about you know, mm. um, feeling peaceful. So uh, I find that useful because I think, um, I think the rest of praying for me is more conversational. It's more just mm. like sometimes I walk around and just sort of talk to God. Mm. Sometimes it's reflection. Mm. Um, and and obviously in the church service that was there, there was prayers, mm. uh, there was liturgy, and and there were actually some very powerful prayers. One of the things, and I know you've realised this, Joe, but last Sunday was was Regation Sunday. Oh, um, Regation, yeah, yeah, as opposed to um, irrigation. Yeah, well, it's just the Sunday it, before. <laughs> it has a link because Regation Sunday is all about um, the earth and produce and agriculture yeah, yeah. and things like that, and it's, it's basically. Um, giving thanks for that and 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 please asking God to to bless that really, oh. but the prayers were interesting because the the prayers that the priest said were about how um, you know we the land is tired forgive us because you know we the, mm. we've exhausted this land mm. yeah the land is exhausted and and we've bought into the myth of self sufficiency I I I did look them up I'll, I'll maybe put them on the website because. To me, obviously, I spoke incredibly powerfully because there were nothing to do with the land. Mm. It was mm. all to do with my life. You know, mm. that my yeah. life was worn out, was exhausted. Yes. And sure. I'd, I'd bought into that myth of self-sufficiency. So so I, I think the other thing that, you, that I try and do on retreats is attend. Mm. Try and really look and listen. And that's what you were saying about cutting out the background noise and therefore listening a bit more. Because I think it's that point when you take away all the distractions, or as many as you can, you actually start to make connections and genuinely, I, I think, you hear from God. Yeah, that's great. So that's all about, you know, what I did. What what did you do apart from Birdwatch? I bought it here to show you. I mean, I'm holding mm. up my spider diagram. You're all familiar with spider diagrams, listeners? I assume you are. But, you, you know, basically in, a, in the middle of a bit of paper, I've got different colour pens, obviously. I like a bit of colour. Uh, I've, I've written down questions, issues, concerns. And you sort of put a border around that and then there's lots of little uh trees off that and then trees off those trees um so you know i put down things that are bugging me things that you know my stage of life i put down the you know things that are going on at soul place low moods faith work questions about those and then questions that come off and and then i i did another one uh what did that one say what brings me life um and then I did another one. What would I do if money wasn't an issue and I could do anything? <laughs> because all you have to do is dream, Joe. Remember yeah. that. And I know it sounds a bit 
weird. But here's here's why it was so brilliant. And you can form your own questions. But I realised what I'd done for ages. I hadn't journaled for a long while. I was just in my head. My head's mushy. And I think it's mushy through grief and concern for my brother and, you know, all that mm. stuff that's been going on. And I'm just, I hadn't fully appreciated how much I needed to put things, get things out of my head and onto paper so I can stop going around in circles thinking about all my worries and concerns. And it was almost instant. It was almost like the moment I did it, and then I, you know, it only took about half an hour to do all three of those questions and write them down. But then the rest of it was just fine-tuning it and, and thinking of more things. But it... I felt the release. I felt the relief, like a weight, a literal weight off the shoulders. You know, it's like, ah, oh, I don't have to carry all this anymore because it's here and I can go back to it and look at it whenever I want to. But it doesn't have to be inside my head all the time. And I have had a very busy week. Strangely, I did one funeral last week. That's all I had to do this week. There's been a lot more and a lot more stuff going on besides. But I've, I've carried that lightness Mm. through this week it hasn't been a particularly stressful week i'm always a bit nervous of because it's tomorrow to come <laughs> and tonight but but i do feel so much lighter for doing that so so what i did was i wrote stuff down got it out of my head put it somewhere i can go back and look at it anytime i feel like and it just just that simple act i mean it's so basic i can't believe I'd gone these months without doing it. You just think, oh, you're such an idiot. I should have done this ages ago. <laughs> uh, you know, but it was so helpful. And also you do get more perspective when you geographically leave your own location. There's yes. something so great about getting out of the house. Or get, I love my house, but, you know, it's so helpful to get away from Worthing. I love Worthing too. But just to, I don't know, it releases you in some way and allows your creative juices to just think differently about the situation you're in. So write, writing down just all the things that were bugging me, my questions, my issues, my worries and concerns on one bit of paper, and then to think about where I'm finding life at the moment, and then to just to think about some of the things I'd like to do if I had the energy and <laughs> you know the opportunity. And that was really, really helpful. And then to ask, what of those could I actually start doing now, maybe? So that's what I did, as well as walking, getting wet and, um, yeah, just enjoying, you know, feeling the elements on my skin did me good. Mm. So that's that. And in terms of prayer, well, you know, I've got such a liberal, wishy-washy, woolly way of defining prayer. You know, that writing was was prayer for me. The, the bird watching was prayer. The, you know, the being still, the that sense of gratitude again that I get to be here now. Won't be here forever, but I am here now and I'm grateful for that. And so that was that was prayer for me. But I don't think that's particularly liberal, I think. You know, the, <laughs> oh, the idea you. of... Well, no, the idea of, of an activity as a prayerful yeah. activity, as, as being prayer in and of itself, is that's, mm. that's something, you know, that um, mm. any monastic community would buy into or icon painters or all these kinds yeah. of things. You know, anyone would do that. You know, I think it's about the attitude you bring to it and almost the preparation you make for it. So if you say to God, right, we are doing this together, or I'm going to journal now, but I'm, yeah. I want to hear from you, then I think that's a prayerful activity. I don't think it's a, you know, I don't think prayer is about, well, we, oh, we, we've always said, we've always been quite mm. clear that prayer is not just about being on your knees with your hands mm. together um, and your eyes closed. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, look, I've already sort of answered the impact. I feel so much lighter. But what? what uh, so you had this one day. That's all it was. It was just a day for you. Mm. What's been the impact for you of having that day? Would you say? Well, I think it's brought a bit of hope. Um, I think I was talking to you last week or a while back when we met up. You know, I was saying about how I was struggling with the idea of hearing from God that I hadn't mm. heard. You know, I didn't feel I was hearing from God, whereas other people all around me were hearing God say this, that, and the other. But <laughs> You know, I, 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 but I genuinely think I have heard something from God. This about, um, just in terms of making connections and feeling so that there's a, there's an approach there to, to some of the things that I'm facing that uh, I need to buy into. I need to 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 adopt. Um, that's sounding a bit vague because I'm trying to sort of skirt around some of the details. But I think, yeah, sure. I think, um, I think genuinely, I feel I've heard from god in terms of how i should be responding i don't think it's an easy way for me to respond necessarily because it's all about acceptance but i think Mm. it's very powerful and it's something i'm going to have to work at Mm. um i felt very refreshed by it i feel less so now because i don't think it's a magic pill necessarily either sometimes Mm. it works tremendously well sometimes you've still got to go back into situations that are stressful or difficult or whatever yeah but but i think so much better for having done it, you know. So uh, and and almost sort of kicking myself for having let it slip out of my um, yeah. practice. Yeah, me too. You know? Me too. Yeah. Um, and so I'm already sort of planning the next one now, really, because the the other thing I think you've talked about before is I think it's really important. You know, I always take loads of stuff. I took a sketch, but because yeah. you could also draw and all kinds of, you know, I took, of I, just, you I took a yeah. book and I took a sketch, but because I didn't do any of that. No. Um, and I, and I really wanted a particular answer to a problem I've got with this this book, and I didn't get that, you know. Yeah. But because I think we go with our agenda, but God always has um, slightly different plans. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's about what we need rather than what we think we need. Um, and so, so yeah, I I do think it's incredibly valuable just to step back to 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 try and diminish the distractions and give yourself some some space. Um, I talked about uh, focusing on on Psalm four, and I don't really know why I lighted on that, except, you know, it's 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 about lying down and sleeping and not getting peace. But there's a in verse one it says, um, "Answer me when I call you, God." I'm paraphrasing here slightly, but it it says it's something like you gave me room when I was in distress. Mm. You gave and. and it's really interesting because they don't quite know how to translate that. I've since discovered, but it. But I, I love the idea that God gives us space. You know, God actually wants to give you space to think about this thing. Mm. You give me some room to think. You give me some some elbow room to to deal with this. You know, I mean that's probably taking it massively out of context and sort of twisting yeah. it. But but nevertheless, I've I really felt that strongly that that we need to give our our spirit room. We need to give our, our our space for these things to get, you know, just to bring these things before yeah. God. Really, I think I think it's particularly true for you as a creative. You know, I think it's it's hard to be creative when you're when you don't have room. You need space to create, don't mm. you? And I mm. think that's a really important thing. Yeah. And being at home, you can say, "Well, I'll, I'll do it at home." But actually, home is is a place where often you don't have room. Mm. You don't have room physically, literally metaphorically because you've got all these jobs crowding in all this stuff that you've got to do yeah you've got too much it's too much of you around you 
you mm. need to get to a space where there's less of you to get mm. in the way. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was uh, that was how it worked out, and it's still working out. And um, yeah, and I think just picking up on one of those things you said about you know you didn't get answers this and that. I mean, I always used to go and retreat for guidance. I wanted an answer. I was seeking God on something. There was some big issue. Mm. Should I do this job, for example, you know, or should I should I not take this job? And you know, I'd go away and I would seek God for an answer to that. But I found, like you say, very often I'd, I don't think God's as interested in what we do as we are. I really. <laughs> <laughs> I think God is very interested in who we are and who we are becoming. I, I genuinely feel the divine most of the time just because, well, you decide, you know, you know you're grown up. <laughs> you know, I've said it before, you know, if my kids kept coming to me with every decision, you should I do this, should I do that? You know, that it would be weird. It would be dysfunctional. It's not quite right. I'm proud of them because of who they are and I think they can make their own decisions. Best. I mean obviously if they ask for a bit of advice or something but I'm not mm. going to make any big decisions for them they're going to make them um, and there, you know I think it's you know this idea of guidance and there's a very narrow plan for your life and you, you know do you go left or right or you know how do we see I just don't think that's how it works anymore so go away with God you may be seeking a big issue of guidance but go away with God and get some space with the divine and, and 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 make your mind up. <laughs> well, I I think you know just reflecting on it, I think God is interested, but He might be interested in what we decide to do. Yes, He might not have a particular view yeah, exactly. on where that goes. You know, I think I think God is always interested in us as as people because He He made us and He loves us and as who why wouldn't you be interested? But it, but it but that's different to being controlling on that level. I yeah, think, exactly. You know? Well, look, we we should probably wrap things up, but I wanted to say we should. I, I wanted to say to everyone, um, you know, we, the reason, and thank you for indulging us, and the reason we wanted to do this is because we wanted to help you. You know, maybe some of you are just feeling like actually that sounds good, and we'd like to take some space out. So I really want to commend to you just taking a day out, you know, and and spending some time here, and take a pad and some pens and get those things that are in your head that are troubling you, you know, out on a bit of paper, use that as a prayer. Um, and, um, and also I'd be really interested to hear from listeners, uh, especially actually how they have processed grief. That would be a personal interest to me. Do send me an email, joe at midfaithcrisis.org in case you didn't know. Um, but also tell us what you like to do on retreat. Um, so please do send an email and then next week we can sort of give some more ideas out for uh, what's helpful in retreats. But I, I really want to commend it to everyone who listens to this podcast. I, I found it so helpful and I, I, I really hope you are able somehow to take some space out in your, uh, just to reflect on life and get a fresh perspective on everything mm. you're doing. Really. Yeah, so there we go. Retreats are a good thing. Yes. According to the Mid-Faith Crisis podcast, I think. That's what we're saying. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Could have been a shorter podcast, really, now I come to think of it. Really. <laughs> but anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. Thanks to everyone who supports the podcast. That's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we're really grateful. Thank you to all who write in. And, um, yeah, we look forward to being with you next week. And we're going to leave you uh, with a song, Yeah, I believe. Yes, indeed. Many thanks to Tim for, for putting this beautiful lyrics to music. Thanks, Tim. Lord, you 
creation sings from the mountains to the sea a symphony of praise to the one who reigns supreme and we hear the song of the chiff chaff a melody of hope and grace you are faithful you are true we worship we worship you and we hear the song of the chiff chaff a melody of hope and grace you are faithful you are true In the midst of every storm In the calm and in the roar Your love surrounds us all In your arms we're never alone And we join the song of the chiff chaff A melody of hope and grace You are faithful, you are true we worship, we worship you, and we join the song of the chiff chaff, a melody of hope and grace, you are faithful, you are true. Chiff Chaff, we find you. 